0: Uh, It is hot. I just said to Glenn, it's at least five degrees hotter standing here than it is sitting down there, so I'm going to stand like this the entire time. Uh, It's hot. Um, It's also World Cup Final Sunday. Anybody aware of that? I'm aware that it starts in, I think, one hour and five minutes. Sadly, my sermon is two hours long. Yeah. As we come to hear God's word this morning, let me pray for us. Gracious God, we thank you that you've given us your word. We thank you that you've given us your Holy Spirit, and we pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd speak to us from your word this morning. I pray that in its simplicity, it would be profound to us. We commit this time to you. We thank you for the privilege of worshiping together. And equally, we thank you for the privilege of uh, listening for your word together. We pray all this in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Let me tell you this morning that my message is really simple. I'm a simple guy, particularly when it's hot. And it's the summertime. But I believe that it's uh, the message is, uh, though it may be a simple message, I, I believe at the same time this message will blow your mind in some ways. When I arrived at church this morning and went into um, Derwin's office just to uh, spend some time praying with some people, I learned about Adam. I, I, don't, I recognized him. I saw a picture of him and I recognized him. I don't think I've ever spoken with him, but uh, even though I, didn't, uh, I don't know him, Uh, that rocks an individual when you hear particularly about a young person experiencing that kind of trauma and the uh, circumstances and his parents hearing about it and having to travel back as we speak and what must be going through their minds and then to hear about this other young child in the congregation who's just been diagnosed with cancer and I have a 12-year-old child and so I I, even though I don't know these individuals it hits me and uh, so there we are we come into the service this morning Uh, the message has been prepared and it's going to be heard in a certain context. It is a simple message, but I believe it's a message that will blow our minds this morning and will speak profoundly into these situations and into a variety of situations that we face. I want you to think this morning as we begin. I want to ask you a question. I want you to be thinking about it and to be thinking about it as we go through the sermon. Here's the question. What's the biggest challenge in your life right now? What's the biggest challenge in your life right now? Maybe put it this way. What's the biggest heartache in your life right now? What's that thing that wakes you up in the middle of the night? And you can't stop thinking about it. That's what I want you to think about. I want you to hear these words from Psalm 19. Now, I understand we're having some technical difficulties this morning, and so you have to imagine uh, that the words will be up on the screen behind me and throughout the sermon, you have to imagine a lovely picture of the Milky Way galaxy. Okay? If you're imaginatively, um, you know, if you struggle with that, just lean in close to your neighbor and perhaps they can give you a mental picture. Uh, But listen to these words, Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens God has pitched a tent for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is hidden from its heat. These verses uh, speak of the vastness of the universe, but equally they speak about the greatness of God. Astronomy is one of those unrealized passions of mine. Uh, I I like reading about it on the Internet and um, from my good friend Wikipedia, and, uh, and I just, I enjoy listening to things. I've heard a few things on the radio and things on TV. I, I just, I enjoy um, learning about astronomy. A few years um, back, um, I was, uh, had been reading a couple of days prior um, at the dentist office, you know, those magazines that are, you know, four years out of date. Um, I, was, I was reading one of those and it was a thing on um, the galaxies and, and I had read in that um, that uh, the distance to the sun is 400 times the distance uh, to the moon from here. I just read that, and I thought, well, you know, you might need to know that for Trivial Pursuit someday, so I kind of filed that back away somewhere. Um, and then a couple days later, I was driving to the grocery store, and I was listening to CBC Radio, and they had Bob McDonald. You, mean, you know Bob McDonald? Any CBC listeners out there? All right. if, you don't know who are, if you don't know who Bob McDonald is and don't, know, don't listen to CBC Radio, then that's okay. Um... <laughs> You just haven't lived fully. Um, but, but Bob McDonald is a, their science guy, and he was on the radio talking about just space and all that kind of stuff, and he said the same thing, that I, I had just read two days prior, that the distance to the sun from here is 400 times the distance to the moon from here. And so I thought, wow, that's twice in like three days I've heard that, that that's f- fact. Maybe there's a game of Trivial Pursuit more close in my future that I don't know about, that God's setting me up for, for the winning question. I filed it again. I go into the grocery store. One of the things I had to pick up, was toilet paper. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in the toilet paper aisle before. There's a lot of choice out there. I'm thinking, really? Like, it's pretty simple. But I'm standing there completely overwhelmed by all the toilet paper I'm seeing. And uh, not, you know, so I'm, I'm basing this. So I, should I base it on quality or quantity or price? or I don't know. I, I was really getting getting confused. And, and one of those, no, no joke, one of those big, you know, like it's got 78 per, and it's like this big, and it says... The big advertisement inside was over 400 sheets per roll. And I'm like, that's like the second time in three minutes that I've, like, this word 400 has popped out at me. And so I thought, it's a sign from God. That's the stuff I'm supposed to get. So I got it. It was those really big, thick rolls that when I got home, I realized doesn't fit on the toilet paper holder. Has anyone ever had this problem? Okay. So, you know what I'm talking about. So, now we have 73 <laughs> things that don't, it was terrible. So, never again. So, um, but it stuck in my mind 400 sheets per roll. Now, I, I went out uh, to, went down to our bathroom last evening, and, and we've since matured in our toilet paper purchasing. And we've got the, right on the side of the package, it says 200 sheets per roll. It fits on there. Um, so, I've got two in front of me 400 sheets. Uh, All of this got me thinking a a few years back. Now, you're going to have to follow me for these next few moments because you're probably going to be thinking a number of times, dude, it's hot. The game is going to start. What's your point? Please refrain from actually speaking that out because I have one. You're going to have to stick with me. All of this, though, got me to thinking. If the distance to the sun is 400 times the distance to the moon... then using our 200-200 analogy, the length of one of these tissues represents the distance from the Earth to the Moon. All two rolls together represents the distance from the Earth to the Sun. Isn't that amazing? Along the way, if we were to do this, um, we would pass Venus around tissue number 135, and we would pass mercury around tissue 260. I thought to myself a few years ago, well, this is really inspiring. You know, th- this, this could be very impressive. And so um, I rolled out the entire roll. Now, I, I'd like to do that this morning at risk of um, never being invited back to speak again. Um, but I'm going to need some help because I want to actually want to roll these out. So you get a visual on this. So I don't know. I need four people. You, you two. Thank you for volunteering. You can use this just to hold it, and your your lovely assistant there can roll it out. Just roll it down the aisle. Um, wonderful. You can use this to roll. So one of you stand there and just, just roll it down the aisle. Just you know, you might have dreamed like this as a kid. I wish I could do this. Well, your dreams are coming true. In church, no less. Well, the women are struggling here. Didn't mean for this to be an actual. Just keep rolling. Does your, is it does it fit all the way back? Perfect. Just you're just gonna just take it around. Just roll. Just you got to get it all out. Just get it all out. Just get it all out. Just keep rolling. Just keep going. Excellent. Isn't this inspiring so far? Right now, Derwin's thinking, I'm never inviting him back. I've got toilet paper over my shoulder in church. How are we doing? I know it's the single ply. It tears. It's too cheap to buy the double ply. Okay. Wonderful. Um, if, if you're done, you can, just, you can just lay it down now. Just leave it there. Leave it right where it is. Thank you very much to our lovely assistants. Wonderful. Okay. This is maybe the first place where you say, what's his point? Don't say it out loud. Stay with me. At 400 sheets, you've just had 400 sheets rolled out before you. At 400 sheets, this is a perfect interstellar measuring tape. In 1994, the European Space Agency precisely measured the distance to Proxima Centauri. Centauri, That's the nearest star to the sun. And they measured it as 4.22 light years. Now, just in case you're, you're not up to speed, because I wasn't, a light year is the distance light travels in one year. That's approximately 10 trillion kilometers. Okay? Mine's starting to blow. Okay? So 4.22 light years is the distance to, Pro, uh, to Proxima Centauri. If we were to assign a distance of 1 100th of a light year to the length of each of these single tissues... So, in other words, each of these single tissues represents 100 billion kilometers. Two rolls would actually be almost the exact correct length to reach Proxima. If the sun is a dot marked at the edge of the first sheet, like right down here, just a little tiny edge, if that's where the sun is, then Pluto, recently downgraded from planet status, which... I disagree with. I was going to start a petition, but whatever. Um, but Pluto would be about five millimeters into the first sheet. Voyager 2, which is the most remote spacecraft from the Earth Earth that was launched way back in 1977, Voyager currently will be a less than 12 millimeters in on the first page, first sheet. Voyager 2, get this, if you're on Voyager 2, you'd be really depressed by this. Voyager 2 will reach the other side of the first tissue, In the year 2181. Suppose, now he might be saying, what's your point? Stay with me. Suppose we increase the scale by 100. Now one sheet is one light year, 10 trillion kilometers. Proxima is now on sheet number four. At the end of the second roll, all the way around, at the end of the second roll is Polaris, the North Star more than 400 light years from the sun and from the earth. Suppose we increase the scale again by 10 this time. Now one of these sheets equals 10 light years, 100 trillion kilometers. Proxima is now less than halfway down the first sheet of tissue. At the end of the second roll, 4,000 light years distant is the next spiral arm of the milky way that's our home galaxy it's the glowing band you see in the in the stars of uh, the sky at night so the milky way uh would be uh, at the end of the second roll but we're not through yet listen to this let's make each tissue 100,000 light years wide 10 trillion kilometers times 100,000 i don't even can't even whatever whatever that is a bajillion smillion i don't know what that is At that scale, the entire 90,000 light-year-wide Milky Way, our home galaxy, would fit on the first tissue. The Andromeda galaxy, which is the next nearest large galaxy similar to the Milky Way, would be on tissue number 24. Beyond the end, beyond the end of the second roll, like we, our scale falls apart, beyond the end of the, uh, the second roll is what's known as M87, which is the central giant galaxy in the Virgo supercluster of galaxies, which I'm sure you all knew that. Get this, 53 million light years away, 10 trillion times 53 million kilometers. What? what? One final expansion and then I'll get to my point. Each tissue now represents 30 million light years. Now one tissue, the very first one, is, is, able to, is big enough to hold the, most of the Virgo supercluster, 10,000 galaxies in total that we know of. At the end of this, these rolls of toilet paper are the most distant galaxies that humanity knows of. 12 billion light years from our solar system. So there you go. The entire universe unraveled on your bathroom or your church floor. Here we go. What's your point, Graham? My point is really simple, but it's really profound. My point is this the vastness of our universe and beyond is truly mind-blowing, mind-bending, and mind-boggling. My point is to remind you that there is what theologians for centuries have called an uncaused causer behind all of this. As we contemplate the vastness, or at least try to contemplate, the vastness of the universe and of creation, we are confronted, my friends, We are confronted head on and we are reminded head on of the greatness of our God. With all of this in your heads, listen again to what we read a few moments ago. The heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the end of the universe. Let me throw in a couple of other verses. Psalm 139, 8. The psalmist says, If I go up to the heavens, if I go to M87 if I go beyond the end of the second toilet paper roll, God, you are there. Psalm 147, 4 and 5. God determines the number of stars. (laughs) What? Psalm 147, 5. God determines the number of stars, and get this, calls each one of them by name. And then it goes on to say, great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. Listen to Isaiah 40, 25 and 26, because God responds. And God says this, to whom will you compare me? (laughs) Imagine God saying this. Who's my equal? Who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens, God says. Who created all these? Who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each one of them by name? Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Don't those scriptures come alive when you've got the toilet paper rolled out in front of you? I want to give you one application to all of this. I want you to think again for a moment. Think about that issue or that challenge, that struggle, that heartache that you thought about at the start of the sermon. Think about the fear or the uncertainty that you face in your life right now. And if you were to share, you would say, you know, Graham, when you, when you talk about the fear or the uncertainty or the heartache in my life right now, um, that's it right there. I can identify it. That's it. That's what keeps me up at night. That's what's on my head and my heart as I sit here this morning. Let me ask you, let me ask you, what's, what's your that this morning? That's it, Graham, right there. What is it for you? What's your that? Let me say this. If God created all of this vastness, and he knows it all by name, then what about you? What about your situation? If God created all this, and is he not capable of handling that? I think this is what uh, Isaiah is getting at as, as that, um, those verses in Isaiah 40 continue with verse 27. God says, why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Don't you know, God says, have you not heard but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar in wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Let me give you the translation of that. It's a loose translation, but here it is. Here's the translation. God's saying in that, those verses, If I can create all this, then I can handle all that. What's your that this morning? That's it, Graham, right there. And maybe you sat here this morning, maybe, I don't know, maybe you know Adam very, very closely or his family, and, and you're stunned, and your heart is aching, or maybe it's this other child that you, you know of, and, and it, just, it just floors you, or, or maybe you've got a similar situation even in your own life, or maybe it's a financial, or maybe it's relational, or maybe it's a wayward child, maybe, I mean, it, it, it could be a myriad of things, but you say, that's my that, that's it. on this hot, muggy summer Sunday morning with toilet paper rolled out all over the place, I, I just want to remind you of something. And as we go into this week with the uncertainty of some of these situations that Derwin has shared with us and the, the congregational heart is heavy, I want to remind you of something. I want to remind us of a lesson that we can learn from toilet paper. My friends, if God can create all this, then he's got Adam. He's got that little girl. And he's got your relational issue when you feel like your marriage is falling apart. He's got that child that's wayward. He's got that job under control, that job search under control. He has your that because he's the creator of this. At the end of Psalm 139, the psalmist says this in response to his mind being blown at the vastness of God and God's tender care of his comparatively minute little self he concludes this at the end of psalm 139 search me O god know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts my fearful thoughts see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting my friends our god is great We've proclaimed it in song this morning. We've proclaimed it in prayer this morning. We've proclaimed it from God's word this morning. We've heard it from there. Our God is great, and I stand before you this morning to tell you he longs to show his greatness. And our God is powerful, and he longs to show his power. And so our prayer is this. Great God. Great God as we absorb some of the news that we've heard this morning, we consider our own that's. Great God, since you created all this, then teach me to trust you, to hope in you fully for that. Let's pray. God, we offer our that this morning to you. Whatever it is that we say, that is what keeps me awake at night. That is what terrifies me. That's what cripples me. We give you all of the that's that are represented in this room and in this congregation, and we pray that you would give us the courage to trust the creator of the universe with every detail of our lives and every detail of our congregation. This we pray, great God, in your strong name, the strong name of Jesus.